man. Come on. The light's green. Let's go. Where is it? Oh, there it is. Not a rookie. He's not, is it? It's his second year, isn't it? <laughs> Dang. Dang, got uh, my butt. I, got I my was butt. like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Am I tripping? I had to look it up. I'm like, am I tripping? I thought he was drafted last year. Maybe I, I've Let been me look tripping this up the whole before time. I look, sound stupid. It's not. Yeah, like I just did. That's okay. It happens. I, I mean, you called Colgan Colgate earlier. He's a toothpaste now, so. Nice. Late to work sports. 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 What up, world? Welcome to another episode of Late to Work Sports, where we got no agenda and just raw sports. Hey, as always, I'm your host, Jonathan, with my co-host, Ray Ray. Oh, what up, Ray Ray? John, is that is that you? I haven't heard your voice in so long. I know you're jonesing without it. I know you are. I was. I was starting to get like jittery, <laughs> like I was coming off of something. Oh, man. Yeah, it's been that a minute. Hey, uh, Happy New Year to everybody out there, too. Yeah. Yeah, Merry Christmas, all of it. We're just going to throw it all Kwanzaa. Yep, yep, yep. Happy, uh, what is it? Was it New Year, New Me or something like that? I don't know. I'm not <laughs> yeah, really something like that. that, man. We're already we're already two days in and some people's year's already ruined. <laughs> uh, well, if you're a Falcons fan, that's probably you. Um, it's been ruined. Oh, dude. Well, uh, we got a special guest. So uh, we got Mr. Chris... Colgate on here. He is a uh, power lifter. Colgate's so baby. We, yeah, Colgate's. We brought him on the show. He's going to uh, talk some sports with us a little bit. And we're going to go into an interview with him at the end of the show. So, uh, hey, Chris, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Man, hey, course, haven't heard your voice in even longer. <laughs> I know. It's been a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It should be a good show. We got uh, We got some good topics to talk about. And, and I know, based off phone calls that we've had, we're going to be arguing this show, Ray Ray. So, anyways, we'll get to that later. But y'all gentlemen ready to roll into it? Yeah, I'm ready if you are. All right. Let's get it. All right. So, I guess first, man, I'll go ahead and recap. It's been a while since we talked about the NFL. I'll go ahead and recap uh, the past few weeks, some big things that happened in that week. And then we'll just break it down and we'll kind of talk about trends or stuff like that that we're seeing so the last time that ray ray and i uh, had a show it was right before week 13 so i'm gonna go ahead and recap that the big game week 13 was really the 49ers at the eagles and it did not go the eagles way started off well for uh start off well honestly for the eagles though i mean they did put together two different drives that ended with field goals on the 49ers couldn't do anything and that's where it really ended as far as the good thing for the Eagles. 49ers would score a touchdown on every drive after their first two drives. That would be six in total. So six touchdowns. Uh, not just field goals. Touchdowns. The Eagles would only score two more touchdowns during that time. To me, the big difference here was obviously the ability for the Niners to run the ball. They put up exactly 100 more yards than the Eagles. 146 to 46. Passing yardage was fairly close, but the end result obviously wasn't. And then, as you're going to see as I recap, this kind of began the downfall of the Eagles. 
So then we rolled into week 14. And it was the Eagles versus the Cowboys. And it didn't go well for the Eagles again. And honestly, I feel like this game was lost due to the ability or due to the inability of the Eagles to hold on to the ball. They would lose three fumbles. And Dallas would allow the Eagles to put up yardage, but they wouldn't allow them to score too often. And on the other side of the ball, the Eagles just allowed Dallas to pretty much do whatever they wanted to do. So, you know, this was the first week that the Cowboys kind of began to make a real big name for them. Obviously, Dallas fans always say it's their year. But this was the first, like, time that everybody else was like, whoa, wait a minute. So Dallas ended up winning this one 33-13. It was also worth noting that that week, the Dolphins lost to the Titans after leading by 13 points late in the fourth quarter. And they would end up losing, like I said, to the Titans 28-27 in Miami on primetime Sunday night football. So not a real good look. The Chiefs also would be on a little bit of a losing streak there in this time which is a team that I'm sure a lot of us didn't think would be on a losing streak, you know? So then we roll into week 15, uh, and it came around, and there's not too many big matchups, but there was some interesting outcomes, and I'll go ahead and run through them quickly. Miami shut out that Jets team and scored 30 on on a team that was supposed to have a very good defense. So they won in Miami 30-0. to The Raiders hung 67, or excuse me, 63 against the Chargers in a lopsided win, 63-21 in Vegas. Joe Flacco, he came back and played, and is actually playing for the Browns now, and uh, he's keeping his comeback tour rolling as he would help the Browns beat the Bears and kind of start to build a little momentum with these uh, with these Cleveland Browns. Bills, they would upset Dallas in Buffalo 31-10, which is wild after you've just seen that they I mean, the, the Cowboys just spanked the Eagles. And then to have the Bills beat them like that. And then the Eagles would lose again, this time against Seattle. In Seattle. Then we roll over to week 16. The big game here was Baltimore taking on the San Francisco 49ers. It was a close game at half, and that's kind of where it would end. They went into half 16-12, favors of the Ravens. Man, they come back, and, and I don't know what happened. Brock Purdy... Had a horrible game, throwing four interceptions. And the 49ers would actually throw five total as they would bench Brock pretty late in the game when it was already pretty much out of hand to Sam Darnold with throwing an interception. The Ravens' defense was honestly just too much for the 49ers in this matchup. And they would easily win 33-13. And that was really one of the big headlines out of, out of Week 16 because everybody thought that the 49ers were the top team in the NFL. Then we roll into Week 17, the one that just passed. And... There was a lot of big games for different teams. So here are some of the notable things that happened. The Browns kept their playoff dream alive and gained a playoff berth and a win, or with a win over the Jets, 37-20. Cowboys win a close game against the Lions on a blown call that cost the Lions two points, and that was the two points they needed to win. Cowboys win 20-19. Little note on there, that officiating crew that blew that call that called the uh, two-point conversion back has been downgraded, and they will not let them uh, ref any game in the playoffs. So, you know, decide what you want about the call, whether you thought it was right or wrong. And NFL what obviously, say about you at that point? Yeah, NFL obviously said that you made a mistake. That's right. So, That's right. Ravens destroy the Dolphins and show they are the top team in the AFC as they clinch the number one seed. And, I mean, this one's painful to say, 56-19 to 19 in favor Oof. of the Ravens. Buffalo also 
would win. And they would beat the Patriots, man. And why this is important is this is going to lead to a showdown this upcoming week for uh, for the AFC East title against the Miami Dolphins. It's a big deal. The Cardinals, they'd upset the Eagles again in Philly, 35-31. And then San Francisco would clinch the top seed in the NFC with their win against the Commanders and Philly's loss. And that kind of leads us up to where we are right now at this point in the NFL season. So, gentlemen, I'll start with I'll start with you first, Ray Ray. We've had uh, we've seen some some wild headlines. We've seen some big things going on. What in the past few weeks has really stood out to you? So, in general, I think it's hard to argue now. And we've gone back and forth with who's the juggernauts, who are the best, and. Even you and I mentioned at one point we slept on the Ravens, and even so, I still realize how bad we slept on the Ravens. Yep. I think it's hard to argue that it's anybody else but them as a front runner at this point that maybe they've been the team to beat the whole time, and we just didn't see them because they weren't as flashy, maybe. They're just going in and doing what needs to be done. They weren't the headlines as much as Miami. Or maybe you and I were just blind to it. Maybe we just didn't pay attention. But I would say that... What has gone most noticed to me is just the fact that all these GMs are probably crying that they did not pick up Lamar at this point, and maybe he did have some validity in expecting what he expected when he wanted that contract. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to argue that he didn't deserve that contract because he's definitely, I mean, he he is definitely a very important part to the Ravens, and it's showing week well, in, I mean, week out. Yeah, yeah. I also think that defense is, is very big for them, too. Like, oh, for that sure. defense is really holding them in there, you know. I mean, but Lamar are, has people he could play with now. That is true. That is true. I mean, and OBJ's out there looking like he's a young gun again. Them old heads out there balling. <laughs> no. I don't know if you saw Julio got, what, two touchdowns? OBJ was out there stretching it out. And then Julio. Joe, Julio Jones? Yeah, you not see that? Man, he plays for the Eagles. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm talking about the old heads oh, in general. Oh, you're talking about in general. Old heads in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, my bad, my, my bad. bad. I know. Now, I probably confused you for that. Hey, look, I used confusion on you on that when you hurt yourself. Yeah, I was like, Yeah. Look, the biggest thing I noticed, though, is uh, it has to be Joe Flacco. I know everybody's beating this one to death, talking about he's been sitting on his couch. But, I mean, how much cooler does it have to be to be that old and just come in and start balling out and this city just love you out of nowhere? Especially when you used to be their rival and biggest issue, division-wise. This is true. This is and everybody shouting, everybody, Joe, Joe, Joe. Yeah, heck yeah, man. I'm on the Flacco train. Uh, you know what, man? I, I didn't think he would do much of anything, but he has definitely stepped up, and he's definitely looking uh, pretty nasty right now with that team. So Look, I'll, I'm going to throw one stat at you, and then I'm going to let Chris talk. Uh, uh so one stat for you. So in his five games, he has already thrown for, I believe it was three games over 300 yards and 13 touchdowns. Kenny Pickett in his two years has only thrown for 13 touchdowns. Oh uh, well, Kenny Pickett already said that he refuses to be a backup to anybody. There's a, there's some turmoil in Pittsburgh, but. That's another, that's another topic. We'll let that that's blow up a little yeah. bit more and then talk about Let's it. Let's ask that Denver fan that we got in here, though, about Denver. Ew. Let's, uh... 
Let's ride, boys. No, ride I'm not, no, no, absolutely not. Ugh, I don't even want to. Uh, does he even have to be on the show now? Uh, yeah, it's too late. We're already like ten minutes in. Uh, okay. Hey, you know what? I di- I didn't agree with getting Russell in the first place. So uh, I'd rather have Russell can... than Sean Payton. I hate Sean Payton. Yeah, what a scumbag. Well, hey, man. It ain't the NFL if you don't have drama. That's all it is. He's a. Oh. <laughs> That's that's a that's a topic for off the air. Anyways, what stood out the most to you, Chris, in the in these past few weeks, man? You know, honestly, just looking and like Noah said, man, it's the Ravens. I never, it's like a sleeper. I never thought, you know, at the beginning of the season they'd be coming the way they're coming and the way Lamar's taking that team and just he's dogging guys like he's out there killing it, you know. So. That and again the uh, Joe Flacco that that came out of nowhere. <laughs> um, yeah, and it, you, I mean the Browns love their quarterbacks, but I think they got one that you know I'm like him. I'm on that Flacco train. Yeah, he's fun to watch. Yeah, he is fun to watch. Taking naps. He's too. fun to watch. <laughs> taking naps. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's got what five kids? They said yeah. he's 38 hey, years he, old. Of course, he's, he's got taking nothing naps, on Philip Rivers. Look, if Philip Rivers didn't take naps on the sideline, there's no reason for Joe Flacco to take naps on the sideline. <laughs> yeah. But no, I agree, man. Uh, he's he's out there killing it. It's it's cool to see him come from, like y'all said, the couch. He's in there eating popcorn, watching watching week four, right? Not getting paid two point <laughs> five million to finish out the year. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess. Hold on, let, let me go get my cleats. I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah, I, I think like a, they already like laced a up. Pickup game. Yeah, yeah, he already had the the shoes on. <laughs> here's one thing. Here's one thing that I don't think. Uh, I, I got to throw it out there. Neither one of y'all gentlemen have said, what about the late season collapse of both teams that were in the Super Bowl last year, the Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs? What about that? Oh, man. Yeah, let's talk about Pat Mahomes just absolutely losing it. I don't think it's him. I, I, honestly, I don't think it's him. I think it's his his team's letting him down. I'm just talking if about you just, watch. if you watch his demeanor and everything. That's what I'm talking about. Not just him losing the well, skill. Yeah. Like, his patience is gone. That dude's yeah, over there, like, too. throwing helmets. So is Travis Kelsey. Like, they are frustrated. There's got to be something going on in that locker room that's oh, eating yeah. everybody up. And it might just be that, you know... That little Swifty up there <laughs> distracting the team. <laughs> There's a, there a TikTok, and it was Pat Mahomes inviting everybody to uh, New Year's. <laughs> He's like, I'm inviting everybody except for you, Kadarius. Maybe you can come when you learn how to catch balls. <laughs> and you've already Dude. dropped enough this year. He's horrible, man. God. <laughs> who was it? The Giants are the ones who got rid of him, right? Yeah, they were, they were yeah. smart. Yeah, they were. They, they were saw smart. that before. It, oh, my gosh. Andy Reid screwed that one up. He should have never got Tony. I don't know what what in the world they're doing there. Sometimes you got to make a bad call. Sometimes it just happens. Yeah, I I, I think uh, I think a little bit of arrogance creeped in with that team. Honestly, oh yeah, they get some humble pie. I think that's. I think a lot of it was just arrogance creeping in. Injuries hurt him at the beginning of the season, obviously. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Uh, I think a lot of it was arrogance. I think Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Came out there with a certain level of arrogance after winning his second. You know, yep. it's yep. it takes me back to years ago, and it, and it I didn't notice it at the time, but I've since looked back at it. Um, I'm Miami Heat fan, so obviously I was excited when we got LeBron back in the day. Uh, after he won his second championship with us, 
you could see his face based off the the first championship or the second, and he has a look and a level of arrogance to him in there. Like, yeah, I am who I say I am type. Like, you know, he just has a cockiness to him. Like the King James um, is no longer just a, a nickname. Kind of yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. And he has that look to him like, mm-hmm. you know, I am God's gift. And yeah. and and the problem is like with the uh with the LeBron James with Patrick Mahomes, you may be great athletes, but at the same time, you cannot buy into your own hype because that is when you start to fall. That's one right. of the things that we've seen with so many great players over the years. Tom Brady, we've seen it with with uh, Jordan, with Kobe, with so many of these great players that you know, like generational greats that we've seen. They don't buy into their own hype, man. They know they're good. But, yeah, but they yeah. don't ever stop grinding to be better. And I'm not saying that, that, that Patrick Mahomes has stopped grinding, right? But I, I feel like he's bought into his own hype a little bit. I feel like Travis Kelsey's bought into his own hype. And that team has bought into their hype. And yeah. it's like, you know what? Like, y'all are a great team, man. But you 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 got to stay humble and you got to kind of try to reinvent your yeah. team each year. Yeah, stay or, true to those roots. Yeah. You got to keep what you're good at, but you got to reinvent yourself at a certain, or people start to figure you out. Yeah. So. Yeah, I didn't think they thought this was going to happen to them. You know, I thought they, mm-hmm. I think they thought they were going to come in here and be like, "Yep, <laughs> we're going to watch the floor for everybody and, and go back to the Super Bowl." But mm-hmm. no, yeah, because old Patrick Mahomes comment after they won, they said we were in a rebuild year. Like, yep, oh, now look and it you. was like that was arrogance right there. You know, and hey, I'll be straight one. I'll be the first one to tell you, I can be kind of arrogant myself, but you know, at the same time, I, I've also been humbled a few times with that, and it's like, ooh, yeah, ouch, usually when you're arrogant, hurts. the humble comes real soon. Yeah, I'm like, oh, that one hurts. So, yeah. you know, and the Eagles, dude, the Eagles, my God, like, yeah, let's I, shift on over to them Eagles. We beat up the wow. Chiefs enough. Wow, I am, I'm just floored at. They really haven't changed much from last year, and now that granted, they do are dealing with injuries, right? But just shows to me that maybe is, y'all don't have enough depth. I don't know, man. It, I'm just really surprised to see them struggling. I didn't expect them to be the top team in the in the NFC. I had originally picked the 49ers, and that seems to have been correct so far, you know, regular season. Yeah. Uh, I picked the 49ers in, to make the NFC championship and to make it uh, make Super Bowl. But – you know, there's a lot of playoffs left, and it's just one week intervals. But the Eagles, man, I, I would, I, I, I'm based off where they started. I'm really surprised to see where they're at right now. Just yeah, I mean, they're not doing terrible, but they definitely fallen off. I mean, it's like we've talked about with most sports. You're better off doing great in the second half than you are the first half, because you'd rather go hot into the playoffs and like, dang, we barely made it in. Yeah, yeah, and that's I think the thing. That defense is atrocious. Hurts, as good as he is, cannot do it all on his own. You know, and he has great wide receivers. So it's like, okay, you have stud wide receivers. Yeah, so where's our disconnect? But I feel like Devontae Smith is, I feel like he was he was viewed as better than he is coming into this year. Uh, and maybe he's just having a down season. I don't know. You know, um, I'm not there. He may be dealing with an injury. I have no clue. I'm not there. But 
I noticed that he has not performed this year the way he did last year, which is kind of weird to me because him and AJ Brown last year were disgusting together. Yeah, no, they were. They were for sure. So that's a that's a couple things that's made me go. Mm, and unfortunately you know that I mean? happens. It does. It does, man. The Bears. Justin Fields is coming up on uh I think free yeah, agency the, next year. And the Bears are loving them now. The fans are out there shouting for them saying we want Fields. I don't know if I'm Fields. I don't know if I stay there. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna probably do what's best for him. I mean, I can't blame him. I tell you he would I think people he would, calling for him in Atlanta. I about to say I think he do I think he would do great in Atlanta. You know, because we are a big rushing team. We do like to run the ball. I and think we it would have, favor him. Yeah, and let's be honest, man. We have better receivers than the Bears. I mean, let's just be yeah. honest. We just have no quarterback. We just have better receivers with no quarterback to throw to. He has, they have the line. better quarterback with no receivers, really. DJ DJ Moore, that's it. Yeah, who hasn't really been able to do too terribly much comparatively to last year, right? Yeah, not compared to the DJ Moore we've been seeing, and you and I are very familiar with that, being Falcons fans, watching him twice a year. So, well, gentlemen, well, you want to talk we, uh, about you want to? I know we didn't talk touch on it, but with uh, awards coming up, you want to talk about who you think is going to be defensive player of the year and ooh, all that real quick? Or yeah, see, didn't think about uh, that. I didn't have I didn't pick a defensive player yet. Who go? Who do you got? Who you got? I I, I just went kind of for MVP. Yeah, see, I, I didn't think about so defensive wise. To be honest with you, I'm not too terribly sure. For the all, overall defensive, but for rookie of the year, I don't see how you pick anyone but Aiden Hutchinson. Because you see that I see that Joker's name everywhere, and he has definitely been lighting it up on the line for the Lions. And I think he's been as a rookie a big old help on the line. Because when you think he, about, what, what, go ahead. I don't hear uh, what's it? Who went number one overall? I don't hear his name from Alabama. Like you don't hear his name much. You don't hear Jalen Carter's name much. But golly, man, anytime the line's on, I swear that camera pans over to Aiden Hutchinson and everyone talks about him. Yeah, I mean, Hutchinson is nasty. Um, However, he's Mm -hmm. not a rookie. He's not, is it? It's his second year, isn't it? (laughs) Dang. Dang, got my butt. Uh, I, I got was my like, butt. wait a minute, wait a minute. Am I tripping? I had to look it up. I'm like, am I tripping? I thought he was drafted last year. Maybe Let I, me look I've been this up before I sound look, stupid. It's not. Yeah, like I just did. That's okay. It happens. I, I mean, you called Colgan Colgate earlier. He's a toothpaste now, so. Hey, that's fine. <laughs> oh, right. I, did, I did call him <laughs> Colgate, didn't I? <laughs> my it's bad. okay. Hey, you, bad, you bad with names. You bad with names, um, John. Everybody okay. expects that at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I man, to be honest with you, I don't well, know who defensive any of those play like probably defensive player I right now. If I had to take a, a stab, I'd say you know who I have is. Well, there you go. Then he can be defensive player for me. How about there? Hutch is defensive player for me. Saying so he oh, can't be see, the rookie, I, he could be a regular DP. I think uh, I, I'm gonna go with Cleo Mack. Cleo Mack okay. is a uh, return of the Mack. Yeah, I got a. Uh, I brought. I, it was uh-huh. brought up sitting around the table with my boss and a couple of the Marines, and I was like, "Leo Mackin, he he's fell off." And they're like, "Bro, have you checked his stats?" And of course, I hadn't because I haven't been watching the Chargers play. And I pulled his stats up, and I was like, "Oh my god!" And so then I obviously been following him, and he's lighting it up. I, he could definitely Is it sleeper. 
I think so, man. I think it's just uh, being on the team he's just on. Just know Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's his big issue. Well, I know who you got for rookie of the year. For offensive, offensive rookie of the year, C.J. Stroud, hands down. You can't, you can't yeah. argue that. C.J. Stroud, I don't think there's anybody you can argue yeah. better. So, I think you'd be okay if it was Puka somehow. <laughs> hey, Puka <laughs> being on your team. Puka's played his heart out too, man. I, I mean, yeah. Puka. But uh, yeah, if it goes to anybody that's not C.J. Stroud, it, it would have to be Puka. But if it's not C.J. Stroud, there's robbery. I feel like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you when you can talk about how we've talked about putting a rookie into the MVP race. I think that warrants at least a rookie of the year victory. I'm going to tell you, he was in the MVP race. I don't care what anybody says at one point this season. I don't care what anybody says. Oh, he was no, for MVP. sure. At one point or uh, another. He at least well, graced it. Oh, 100% honorable mention or something. Uh, since we're talking about MVP right now, gentlemen, who's y'all's MVP right now? Chris, who do you have for MVP? Right now, you know, as crazy as it sounds, I got I got Lamar Jackson as MVP right now. I think that's fair. honestly the way he's been playing, and the way, I mean, I, I, he's lights out. I mean, he's to me, he's been a sleeper. You haven't heard much of him all year, and but he's been killing it. You know what I mean? So I, I got him pulling MVP this year. I'm assuming you're aligning with him, Ray Ray. Well, you know, it's like we've talked about. So here, here's the thing. Like, is that who I think it is or who do I want it to be, right? Because like we've talked about multiple times, it's more of a quarterback award is what it's just really become. But I would like to see someone like CMC win it who has definitely been balling out, right? Or someone like Tyreek who's been balling out. Yeah. You know, but unfortunately what it's going to come down to is it's either going to probably be Lamar or it's going to be the person that's feeding the ball to Tyreek or the person feeding the ball to CMC. Because what's going to happen and what's going to put Brock Purdy up in this race, too, is the fact that he has not one, not two, not three, but four people with a 1,000 yards. He has Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, and CMC. It's the only team to have that many people with a 1,000-yard seasons. And I'm so glad you said that, Ray Ray. I'm so glad you said that because... And I know you haven't really quite pinned down who you think's going to win it or who's your MVP right now. But I'm going to tell you right now, and I'm going to hurt some feelings, and I'm going to piss some people off probably with this. Lamar Jackson is not the MVP. Everybody screams how great Lamar Jackson is year in, year out. And don't get it twisted. Lamar Jackson is a great player, right? He's a great athlete, and he's had a very good season this year. But to me, right, if it's not, if we if we take out the biasness of QB in this award, the the MVP is CMC. Without the 49ers, or without him, the 49ers are nothing. If y'all remember correctly last year, the 49ers got beat by the Falcons before they got CMC. Then they went on a tear once they got him. He's responsible for 21 of their touchdowns this year, and he only has two turnovers. He's fumbled the ball three times, recovered his own fumble, but two turnovers. Lamar is in the talks as well. Don't get don't get it twisted now. But if we're gonna say, you know what, it's a it's a quarterback favorite award, I'm gonna tell you what, Lamar Jackson is not the best quarterback out there. That well, defense is keeping them involved. That defense is out there stomping teams. 
Lamar Jackson right now, if you compare him to other quarterbacks, he's not leading the race in any stat. None. The only stat that you could try to argue that he's leading would be, you know, well, he, he's doing decent on interceptions. But here's the thing. C.J. Stroud has had more pass attempts and thrown two less interceptions than Lamar Jackson. Brock Purdy beats Lamar Jackson in almost every stat across the board. Lamar Jackson has thrown 457 pass attempts. Brock Purdy's only thrown 444. However, Brock Purdy has one more completion than Lamar Jackson. He has a higher completion percentage, obviously. He's thrown 31 touchdowns to Lamar Jackson's 24. Now, the interceptions, obviously, he has four more than Brock Purdy. Or, excuse me, than Lamar Jackson. That was, obviously, from the Ravens game. That Ravens defense beat him up, right? But his quarterback rating, 113 for Brock Purdy, 102.7. So, obviously, it didn't hurt him too bad. Lamar Jackson, average yards per attempt, 8. Brock Purdy, 9.6. Again, you said, you know, that Brock Purdy has four receivers over 1,000 yards. On Brock Purdy's passing attempts, man, he has the highest that I'm seeing in the NFL for passing on like uh like first uh like first down completion percentage. He completes 43.2% of his passes on first down. Lamar Jackson 36 and a half. Like everybody's screaming, Lamar Jackson's running away with this. Lamar Jackson's running. Away. He's only got five rushing touchdowns. Brock Purdy has two. Jalen Hurts is crushing it in rushing touchdowns compared to Lamar Jackson. But everybody's screaming Lamar Jackson because of the team he's, he's on got right that now. Brotherly shove. Yeah, well, that brotherly shove's nasty. But well, you know, everybody's when screaming you Lamar this- Jackson right now, man. When you keep bringing up the Brock Purdy stuff, too, though, I mean, you, you got to mention this man's throwing almost 4,300 yards, and he set out, what, two or three games during concussion protocol. You know, like you said, he's up there in touchdowns. That's, what, the second most in the NFL. He's basically thrown really little to no interceptions, right? A three-to-one ratio. I'm pretty sure anybody will take that out of their quarterback. And with having the highest QBR, that I mean, that's to say something. And not only that, he's second in passing yards, only to Tua, who has Tyreek, who's put up almost, uh, he's put up over a quarter of Tua's yards. You know what I'm saying? Like, Tyreek. Yeah. And again, is that wide Tua hasn't missed any, any games. Brock right? Purdy has. Tua did miss a game, and that's what's going to make him probably miss that record of 2000. But that's what I'm saying, man. Like, that's everybody a, has just. It is unfortunate. I was upset. Everybody has kind of just almost forgot about Brock Purdy or, or discredited him all season long. And we all and they all wanted to scream the same names, the same names they always throw out. Well, check out Dak Prescott. Well, check out, you know, uh, Lamar Jackson. But everybody's discrediting the fact that Brock Purdy has been lighting both of them up. He has had, he's done I mean, better than both of them. Yeah, but it's like you said, though, if you're going to go to a quarterback, it'd be hard for me to pick anyone but uh, Brock Purdy. But you're not wrong that if you got to pick the best person on in, in it all, Brock Purdy's not the best on his team. CMC is easily the best no. on his team. I mean, because mm-hmm. he has in the regular season, it looks like 272 carries, almost 1,500 yards, averaging 5.4 a carry. 
I believe I mean, this, he leads you know, the NFL in in uh, rushing yardage too. Correct? He does. Yeah, he's first in carries, first in yards, fourth in touchdowns. I mean, you're handing the ball off twice, and the dude's getting a first down. Statistically, that's what I'm saying. That to me, like, how can you? You know, everybody just screams Lamar Jackson because name another player that that you didn't obviously. Obviously, you know you know OBJ, right? But you you know him from what he did before the Ravens. Name another player on that Ravens team where you're like, yo, that's a Ravens player. Unless you play the Ravens multiple times a year, or follow the Ravens, or a Ravens fan, it's hard to do it. It's it it is hard to sit there and say, oh yeah, that guy. Now back in the day, I could have named off fifteen. Yeah, but today it's a struggle to name. A player, and, and to name any other player that's a superstar on there, even harder. So maybe that's the argument, right? Maybe that's the argument that Lamar Jackson does isn't playing with any superstars. But then again, he does have some decent wide receivers now. They are building some wide receiving core around him. You know what I mean? His tight end did go down, but he did have a great tight. He does have a great tight end, Mark Andrews. You know, but it's like I don't know, man. They just they just play this man up like he is the greatest thing. And maybe that's why they played up because look what he's doing without. But at the end of the year, dude, when that award gets put out every year, they don't say, well, this guy doesn't deserve MVP because he had all these superstars he was throwing to all year. I mean, I've never seen them take an award away from somebody because they have a stacked team. Have you? No, and I think that's bullcrap. I mean, it's not like it's the quarterbacks, the one who's out here picking his wide receivers is the team that's picking it, you know, and it is like, you're just working with what you got and you're making it happen with what you got. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how so, it plays out, man. We're going to know, uh, it'll be only be a few more weeks and we'll know. So to, uh, to hop off that before we segue over, I just want to talk about LVP, uh, for the quarterback position real quick is either going to have to be, uh, it's Kenny Pickett for me though. Overall. <laughs> You got make, Kenny Pick. You got Kenny Pickett over Desmond Ritter. Yeah, I just want to make Tay mad. Um, but also, I mean, Desmond has thrown one more pick than touchdown and has only thrown twenty five hundred yards. You know, he might only have a thirty eight QBR, but I mean, Kenny Pickett's five hundred yards below. And when you hardly ever throw the football, you're not going to throw many picks. But when you do, and you only thrown six <laughs> touchdowns and four interceptions, that doesn't do much for you. And when Paul Paul comes in off the bench and has thrown 1,600 yards, 13 touchdowns, and eight interceptions in five games, I mean, that doesn't make a very good stat line for you as a young gun. He's a spot holder then is all it is. He said he refused to play backup. To, I think yeah. it was Mitch Trubisky too. So. Or was it Mason Rudolph? Who cares? Yeah, Mason Rudolph. Who ca- yeah, I mean, yeah. well, who cares? He refused to play yeah. backup. Bro, you have no offense. I'm going to tell you another problem on that team, they're Diva wide receiver. You know who yeah. I'm talking about, Pickens, that Georgia boy. Uh, he's a diva. Yeah. He's a diva. He definitely became, well. To be fair, right? Not defending him, but if you look back at the Steelers' history, it's like they always got a diva at wide receiver. It, true. Or on the team, true. there's always a diva. After on after that Heinz offense. Ward, it became yeah. After after the great, you know, after uh, the great Georgia Heinz Ward. <laughs> oh, Heinz Ward. Did he it come was, from Georgia? Yeah. Ooh. I love me some Heinz Ward when he's breaking people's jaws as a wide receiver. Ooh. And then uh, you had, dang, we can't hear, Le'Veon Bell. 
was it the Lady diva was there a diva. for a little bit? AB was a diva. AB was the diva, and now Kenny Pickett's the diva. Look, they just got. That's like they pick you, well, though, Pickens, dog. You, Pickens before that, now Kenny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, was well, both of them together? Yeah, the 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 P brothers. Yeah, they become the divas. Right, it's well. like the Steelers come to them like, "Hey, we gotta have somebody to keep us relevant." Yeah, because our team isn't. All right, that that was it. I just had to get that out there for Tay. <laughs> Well, let's roll into uh, let's roll into college world then, man. And we got to talk about. Obviously, we know that the college championships get ready to kick off and the playoffs have started. But let's backtrack a little bit since we missed it, and let's talk about the thing that sparked outrage across the college world. And I know what you're going to say after this, after I lead into it. But FSU getting snubbed and not being allowed to make the playoffs as one of the only three undefeated teams now. I, I think that's a problem, right? If you'd had five undefeated teams and you snubbed FSU, hey, it is what it is. But the committee, the committee said they didn't put FSU in because they had lost their QB and they were not the same team, which is true. However, you're stating that basically everything y'all did all season long didn't matter at all. Doesn't matter y'all won every game you played. Doesn't matter you found ways to beat teams and win even without your starting quarterback and not being able to put up yards. And that defense became a juggernaut the last few games did not matter. Cause let's be honest, man, up until that, up until that, that point, that defense was elite. I mean, let's just it. call it, let's just say what it is. The, they just need to say, it doesn't matter your ranking. It just, it thinks, who do we think will make the best games? Is really who just do we what think will make to. us the most money? Who do we yeah. think is, is. is the marquee matchup? Who, you know, all that. And that's the problem, man. That's the problem. The committee does not have an algorithm that chooses who who's in there. No, and, and Kirby, you know, they, I think, did put it great after beating FSU. The whole, like, there is an issue in college football. There 100% is. You know, and I didn't hear him say that, so I'll applaud him for saying that because. Yeah, he calls it know. out saying, like, they got to figure it out. He goes, obviously, next year with the 12th team, like, it is what it is. He goes, but you have other bowls. And what he's alluding it's, to is how FSU just had everybody and their mama sit out and how we played nothing but third stringers. Yes. You know, how, and like, all the first stringers sat out and everyone sat out. And he's like, that that's an issue in of itself. And I think, you know, I, first off, let's just go and put it, that happens across the college world, right? However, I definitely feel like FSU, I know you talked and you're like, yo, they quit on their team. I feel like they were more inclined to do that when, you know, yes, you have a bowl game. Yes, you have a chance to finish undefeated in the season. But it's almost like that whole season after that was tarnished. So you you can go one or two ways. Now, we remember years ago when uh, the University of Central Florida was the only undefeated team in the FBS, and they went on to remain undefeated and beat Auburn in their bowl game, right? So they played with a chip on their shoulder to show them. FSU obviously did not play with that same. You know, you're supposed to be this top-tier team. You're in the top four. And then the last week, you get pushed out for a team that had more losses than you. You know, and, and they did. They they, I don't know if they set on strike. I don't know if they decided to quit on it. I don't know what whatever you want to call it. You know, some people are going to call it quitting. Some people may say they were sitting out because they were moving on to the pros. Some people say they may have been on strike. I don't know. They know. I don't. But you know, I, I'm, I feel like they wouldn't have set out, man, had they been in the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? The, the thing comes down to is, and Chris can can 
really testify to this with being in the strongman thing is what defines who you are in, in your character and as a team and as a person is what you do in the face of diversity. And all this team said is, well, in diversity and in not getting our way, we just quit. So instead of having that chip on their shoulder and proving and just going out and what you know and trying to destroy Georgia and flipping the script and they win 63 to 3 with a full team against a full Georgia team would be that middle finger to the college football you know to the committee like no we should have been there but instead all you show is we're a bunch of crybabies and we don't get our way so we're going to sit out and prove everybody pretty much right that we don't deserve to be there at this point you know so in adversity they rolled over instead of just owning it and just going out there and playing. Yeah, I, I look. I agree. I agree with that because they could easily all went out there and made that game a game, but they they proved the committee right. I mean, they <laughs> the committee did what they did, and now the committee's sitting back and like, well, well, told you, you know, you don't deserve to be there, and that, they did it to themselves. I mean, like you like you said, you're going to sit and cry about it, or you're going to get up and do something about it, and they just sat down. All right. That's fine. We ain't going to do nothing. We don't want to play anymore because you guys took our playoff spot away from us. All right, well, if that's how you're going to be, then you don't deserve to be there. But that game, it was, whew. I mean, I, uh, I can see both y'all's argument. I just feel like, like I said, you screwed a team over and destroyed their hopes. They're, they're, some of these, I mean, these seniors, that was it. They they been there four years. Through FSU had some very rough seasons in the last few years. And they were there through all that built this program built up and you take it all away from them. And some of these players are going to the NFL. Some of them are going to be first round picks, but now it's like, well, I mean, they put an sec team in there. And I think that's what bothered me the most is it, it's, it fits the stigmatism that we can't leave an sec team out. They're such a big market for this team. They have to be in there. And whereas FSU may have proved the committee right saying you, you didn't deserve to be there. Well, the committee also proved everybody else right saying that you refuse to let the SEC team not make the playoffs because Alabama shouldn't have been there. Texas, I believe, should have been there, right? I, I think, unfortunately, I think Georgia was the better team than Alabama, but not on the day they played, and that's just how yeah, it falls. Nelly. You know what I'm saying? Unfortunately, Alabama, Georgia I played team. Georgia. If the Georgia team that played FSU played Alabama, no questions. Yeah, this year you know? we just roll over every time we play Bama. And that, yeah. was, that was the thing, man. Like, I think y'all were the better team. We just get heads up passes. against. Yeah, y'all were the better team against Alabama. Alabama didn't deserve to be in there. Alabama had well, close calls all season long. But because they knocked off Georgia, yeah, that was all that mattered. That was all that mattered. SEC got to be in there. Alabama's well, going to be in. But honestly, like I said, they didn't. They didn't deserve to be in there. I mean, I, I feel like you could have made an argument for Oregon. Why couldn't Oregon only lost? Granted, they lost twice, but they lost to the same team, and it was close both times. Both times know, they lost by a field goal. Well, that's where the argument comes back to. Alabama might have had two losses at the time, but I mean, they beat Georgia or the one. They beat Georgia and give them the one loss, and then Georgia beats FSU. So if we want to look at it on paper again and not take out the fact that people sat out, well, they got it right in that regard. Number one team lost, and the number one team beat the team that thought should have got in. You know, I think this is where yeah. FSU just loses a lot of their argument by having people sit out. 
You know, like you lose the – obviously it doesn't do anything looking back at it, right, because it's not they're not going to go in retrospect and go, okay, well, maybe we need to put them in the top four team. But you at least give yourself an argument. You give the teams, you know, the 13th team next year who doesn't get in out of the 12 teams and somehow gets snubbed. You give the fighting argument at least that way. But now it's just you don't really give that. You kind of just stole from yourself and stole from future teams. Yeah, I mean, I can see that argument. I just think that they did it wrong. I think the committee is – too powerful and changes the criteria. You know, years ago, they didn't well, want to bring uh, TCU in because TCU didn't have a championship game. TCU you know, went and got a championship game. They didn't want to bring you, uh, the university of central Florida in and they went undefeated. They don't want to bring FSU in because they're not as dynamic. It's like, you know, you changed the goalpost. Like nobody knows the rules. We're playing a game, but we don't know the rules of the game. You know, and it, it also, probably helps the SEC and hurts everyone else that when the chairman for the SEC is like the longest sitting by, I think it's close to a decade. So he has, he's been there for a long time. So, you know, he's got some, some weight there. All right. We could continue to beat this horse. We could, we could. (laughs) Um, I was just going to tell you my, my, my bowl games real quick. And they were all just the SEC ones. First of all, of SEC got to beat up on Ohio State and Penn State. Mizzou winning fourteen to three over Ohio State. Ole Miss beating up on Penn State, winning thirty eight to twenty five. I don't think we need to talk about Georgia having the biggest bowl win in history at sixty three over three over FSU. But I will say we'll, we'll go ahead and hit in two losers real quick of Clemson beating Kentucky thirty eight to thirty five, Maryland beating Auburn thirty one to thirteen. And then, of course, Alabama losing 20-27 to 27 to Michigan. So, like, Degum, state of Alabama's got two chances and we can't get one of them. And then Tennessee absolutely demolishes and continues to show that Iowa has absolutely no offense, winning 35-0. to zero. And that was against the, one of the top defenses in the country. So. Correct. With, without going too deep into it, gentlemen, who, obviously the college football playoffs right now, the preview is, uh, well, I guess let's talk about it real quick. We'll talk about how we got to this point. So, and then we'll, uh, if you want, we'll kind of get ready to continue to roll in and wrap this part up. But we had uh, Michigan taking on Alabama. And uh, not to dabble too much into it, but uh, they went into overtime and Michigan ended up winning it. it obviously, man, I'm going to be honest with you, it, that Michigan team, that running back is something else. It's definitely, yeah. It's definitely not on the backs of McCarthy. I see. I understand he's got three touchdowns. I got it. That Michigan defense stepped up and sacked Milrose. What? I think it was five times in the first half. I stopped counting after yeah, that. Which, again, is crazy, considering yeah. Georgia couldn't sack him out at all. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You said, like you said, you know, they sacked him, Chris said, eight times, and they couldn't. Georgia couldn't sack him at all. You know, the final play of the game in OT on fourth down when you need it is a designed QB draw. Dumb. And the ball, again, snap issues got in effect. The ball was snapped low. Lineman was pushed back. And Milrow ends up tripping over the lineman, and that's it. Uh, but that being said, people say, like, it's a bad call even if you get in. Because, like, what what is it, fourth and five? It was, like, five yards right to the goal? Something like that, yeah. It was that's, not, that's like, fourth long, and two. That's a long and draw. And shotgun. Yeah. Yeah, so it's really, like, what? That's, like, fourth and eight, nine? That you're trying to have oh, Milrow yeah. go, even if it's a good snap, like that was a dumb. That's, I'm not blaming Milrow. You you got what you got. The hand was dealt to you. It's not like you're out there calling the play. 
you got snubbed on that end. That looked like a Mike Bobo call, though. That's the Georgia <laughs> offensive coordinator. Uh, yeah, I know it is. I know you love that guy. So, uh, so then we roll into game number two, and that was Texas taking on Washington. And that was a great game, man. Back and forth the whole time. So, uh, it looked like Texas was pretty much all done. I mean, Washington with two minutes and 40 seconds left, kicks a field goal. They go up by nine points, two scores. Texas gets down there. They have to kick a field goal. They do an onside kick. Obviously, they don't recover it. Looks like it's going to be a game over. Washington tries to get the first down because they understand they get one first down. It's game over. They do not get the first down. And there's actually an injury on the play. And that ended up with Johnson, their running back, getting injured. That ended up really screwing him because then left 40-something seconds on the clock. Washington goes all the way, or excuse me, Texas goes all the way down the field. And on the final play of the game, one second left, it was a beautiful play, man. Ewers throws it up, and it's a jump ball, and that corner goes comes over the top and swats the ball away mere inches from the Texas receiver's hands. I mean, mere inches, dude. He almost had it, and it was a beautiful defensive play. Swats it. Washington obviously advances to the uh, to the finals. So, very close game. Great game. Evenly matched game between two and three. Both of them, I think, honestly, all the matchups were, were you know really good. Uh, now we have Washington playing Michigan next week. And, uh, gentlemen, Ray Ray, who you got winning this game? Man, the beauty it would be to watch Cinderella come in and win it and it not be a big, big-time school who isn't going to be there again. So let's let's just call it what it is. Out of the four teams that walked into this playoff, Washington is the least likely to walk back in it right in the next few years. We're likely yep. to see Texas, Michigan, and Alabama all right back here in the spotlight. So that being said, it'd be nice to see Washington win because it just shows that, hey, even the – not a small school, right, but comparatively, football program-wise, historically, the smaller school win. So I'm for that reason, I'll pull for Washington. And sorry, Ben, but I cannot say go blue for this one. Chris, who you got? You know, uh, <laughs> I'm going I'm going Washington on this one. I think Washington's going to take it. I've been watching them. I, I think it's going to be uh, 38-35 Washington. Ooh. Okay. Well, I will say, yeah, that's whew, that is close. I will say I just put out a news article about both of these uh, teams on our page and uh, kind of broke it down. Michigan has had a great defense; they've had a decent offense, but since the sign-stealing scandal, their quarterback has struggled to pass the ball. Uh, in the last five games, he's only broke 200 yards once. That was against Alabama. He threw for 60 at one point against Penn State, a team that could—I mean, they couldn't throw the ball to save their life that game. So, uh, Washington's defense is suspect, man, but I feel like they're going to play decent enough, and if they can slow that running attack down or even shut it down and force them to have to throw, I think that's the big difference. So, I cannot root for Michigan after the signs-stealing scandal, so I'm going to have to go Washington as well. Well, I guess there's no arguments to be had here, then. We're all in agreement. None there. So, real quick, uh, I'm going to ask you a question. Let's roll into the interview with uh, Chris. So, Shohei 
he just signed with the Dodgers. Over $700 million, I think, what was it, 12 years? So he's um, only getting paid $2 million for like the next 10 years, and then he's getting paid because he deferred the contract, and then he's yep. getting paid, I think it's like $68 million every other year until paid off. Yeah, So, but it was like a $700 million contract. Correct. So with that being said, man, and then they went and they picked up that pitcher from yeah. Japan that had never pitched the MLB and gave him like a 10-year contract, $350 million. Yeah. So over a billion dollars to two players. Obviously, yeah. the Dodgers are sold out on trying to win a championship next year. Or they're I mean, balled obviously, out on it. <laughs> yeah, at least here soon. Um, good play by them. What do you What do you Look, think? Look, man, Murray? this is one of those things where we're not going to say good play or bad play right now, right? This is something that we'll have to look at in the eight or nine years when they go, "Holy crap, we got to pay Shohei the rest of this money." That's when we can decide if it's a good or bad, right? Because heck, if the Dodgers go in and they win the next eight out of ten championships. Mm-hmm. That's good, right? I, I would say so. I mean, that's they're spending what, 150 million a year to win rings, but if they go the next ten years, they just spend a billion dollars just to be where they could have been by spending a shoestring, you know, by just throwing a penny at a guy on the street, like by just putting in homeless people. So at the point is, I don't know right now, good or bad. I don't know. I don't think anybody's worth that much money because you can have a freak incident and then it doesn't matter anymore, and you're going to get be locked out and be locked up on the money. So I I can't say good or bad right now. That's just something we'll have to talk about in retrospect. Huh? Okay. I'm sure that was not the answer you were looking for or thought you'd get. No, no, no. Chris, I just know that. A... Go ahead. Go ahead, Chris. Oh. No, no, no. Go ahead, Chris. Um honestly, I don't think it's a, I don't think I think they paid him way too much money in my opinion. Yeah, I don't think yeah, he's a great he's a great player. He's a uh hitter pitcher you know but i think he just got paid way too much money one he's coming he's just now he's coming back off injury you know how healthy can he be and i don't think he pitches this coming years i think he can only bat you know this I mean? coming year yeah but still you're, you're batting you're taking that chance oh yeah like well, that's what i'm saying you're not even getting two ways you just paid him 700 million dollars to be a, to be a dh like yeah. he i'm sorry but no dh is worth 700 million dollars i mean come on but see, I mean, that's what I'm saying, though, man. You, I know, see, just to put that on, Denver went out there, the Broncos went out there and spent all that money, and they maxed out their stuff, and Denver won, like, five chips out of a six-, seven-year span. What would you think? That's a good deal. Well, yeah. Yeah, see, that's, but, what, that's, what, I, that's what I'm saying, man, from the outside <laughs> looking in. We're like, they dumb. <laughs> but if you go in and you win chip after chip after chip, everyone's going to be like, dang, that was a look, great look, move. Bottom line, the Dodgers have way too much money. Amen. I hate them. <laughs> I hate them. Hey, that's what Gosh, paying for a championship I, uh... looks like. Hey, look what the Braves do, man. We don't. Hey, yeah, that man, much Chris, money. Chris Sale, baby. Hey, we went out there and got Chris Sale, got rid of Von Grissom, may he rest in, in peace. Hey, Justin's upset with that one. This is what we do. <laughs> but we went and got Chris Sale. Look, Chris, shut your mouth so we can interview you. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Jeez. Yeah. Well, let's roll into that, man. So we got. Chris Cole Gaines, because I'm gonna butcher his last name, so we'll just call him Cole Gaines. It's just it's that just is, Colgan, uh, bro. It's literally it's literally Cole Gaines without the seeds. It's Cole Gaines. Yeah. Leave me alone. Uh, so we have Chris <laughs> Colgate, like I said. Um, <laughs> We're not sponsored. Missy Fred. Missy Fred. Yeah. So we got Chris Colgain. Better. 
Uh, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> he likes yeah, the game. Like, no, he's up. So he, he knows the last name's Gaines. He went and got it legally changed. Legally. Yeah. I'm going to have to now. Yeah. So, so, anyways, we got Chris on here, man. And uh, as we talked about, he is a strong man competitor. So uh, we wanted to kind of interview and let the listeners hear something, you know, a little unique, man. We love interviewing people in the sports world that do, you know, different stuff. Even if it's unique, even if it's just, hey, I just play baseball. That's unique. We get to see, you know, behind the scenes and mm-hmm. their story and stuff like that. So, you know, again, Chris, thanks for coming on the show, man. Um, Glad to yeah, have you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, man. I guess, I guess, obviously, the first question, right, is... uh how did you get into something like this, man? When, what, what made you decide that you know what I want to be a, like I, I want to be a strong man. I want to get into, not powerlifting, but like strongman competitions. So, you know, it's crazy because it's been a while. Like I've been thinking about it, thinking about it, thinking about. It. I just got bored, and like you know, I'm I'm older now. I'm. And I'm like, I don't, I can't, there's really no sports to do. I can't really play baseball. I mean, you can, you got the softball and all that stuff, but I'm like, no, I want to do something different. Like, and I've been following strongman for a long time now. Like, I I mean, well, long time. And I just love it. Just love the sport of it. Just the, the uniqueness of what goes into it. And just, just the, the individuality, but the camaraderie, like within the sport, it's crazy. But I watched tons of youtube i watched the old 19 to let him leave that part out (laughs) (laughs) i watched like the old 1990s um strongman competitions with all those guys and how it's evolved and all that stuff and you know and i love the gym and i'm like you know i'm not the strongest guy but i want to do something so i kind of i just tweaked my uh my workouts and i started lifting a little heavier here and there doing this doing that kind of filling it out and then uh i started seeing strongman competitions and i'm like what in the world i was like are there some in georgia like really so i got on there and i looked well lo and behold it was what what are we in so october yeah it was october i found one about six months before that and i'm like you know what i'm doing it I'm going to go do this competition. I said, I might look stupid. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I want to go check this out and see what it's like. So actually there's, it is in Woodstock. Went out there, got dead last. It's my first competition. So I've only (laughs) done one, but I mean, I got dead last, but I didn't even care. We didn't even place. Man, I'm but I was like, I didn't even care. There's so much, there's stuff there that I was like, I trained, but I, didn't train for it because I didn't have the stuff to train <laughs> train with. So I was like, I'm gonna do what I can. So YouTube was my friend for like six months trying to figure stuff out. <laughs> but I got there, like nervous I'll get out, didn't know what to do, like hung out, did my events. I mean, it was freaking awesome. Like I fell in love with it that 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 day. I said, Yep, this is what I want to do. I was like, I'm going to take this crap to the next level. Like, I'm about to get really serious about this. So, um, but yeah, I placed last. I mean, it was only by like half a point separating me from everybody else. So, I mean, it wasn't horrible, but oh man, it's, it's, it's something else. I love it. <laughs> what exactly 
So everybody kind of knows what what powerlifting is. What exactly for the listeners out there is strongman? Like what are those competitions? So I mean it pretty much strongman says it like in its name, it's strongman. Um it's different lifts, all kinds of different apparatuses and and stuff like that just That's stuff just off the wall. Um just off the wall stuff, pretty much just it's it's feats of strength. You know, so in different of, ways. Per se, so, like, mean, give us an example. Yeah, yeah. Instead of lifting like weights, what do you what do you lift? What is what is some of the things, some of the events that you would do? I mean, you got you got Atlas stones. Mm-hmm. You got um, you deadlift cars. You squat right. cars. You pull trucks. You pull, you pull some anchors, airplanes. Right? You anchors. I mean, everything possible. Every all the weird stuff that you'd be like, why am I picking this up? <laughs> well, there's reasons you're picking it up. <laughs> <laughs> but so Atlas Stone—that's the big—that's the big round stones, correct? Yeah, and that's that's the biggest—that's the biggest thing Strongman's really known for—is Atlas Stones. Like that's in all be all. Like that's the strongman right there when you can do Atlas Stones. Um, so what's like the one I mean, the, got, the one thing that was a lot harder that looked easy to you at first, but when you started doing it, you're like, dang, this sucks. Um, you know. My the first my first the first competition it would have been the uh, the basket deadlift, so it starts out at two hundred fifty pounds at this competition like in my already, class. So it's already getting there. If that's the starting out, you're already starting out like <laughs> oh, okay, it's about to get bad. <laughs> so and and it's crazy because that's that's the one thing I was worried about. I wasn't worried about pulling a freaking truck. Yeah. I wasn't worried about picking up the crazy stuff and running across the the um. The beach. I wasn't worried about the keg presses. I wasn't worried about the power stair. Nothing like that. I was worried about the the dang deadlift. I'm like, I'm not, you know, I don't know if I can do that. But I got there, started out at 250, and what they did was each rep they threw tires in the basket behind you. Cool. I have videos on my uh, on my YouTube and um, TikTok and stuff, but they throw tires behind you. And you, and each rep, you deadlift each rep, and it's twenty five pounds that it goes up in increments. So that's what I was worried about. I got that Joker up to five hundred and twenty five pounds. Dang, God! <laughs> I was dude. like, I was like, what in the crap? I was like, there's no freaking way. I was, I was like dead last, like I said in that competition. But that right there was like, oh yeah, I can do this. They're like, holy crap. I've never pulled that much, and I know it's a basket deadlift. It starts like 18 inches off the ground. But, Lord, I was like, oh, yeah, this is what's up. I got it up to 500-something pounds. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> but, well, so it was It was at that moment, honestly, it was at that moment, I knew. I was like, yep, this is my sport. <laughs> this is where I'm meant to be. Why, why wasn't I here five years ago? <laughs> Well, so obviously you spoke a little bit, you know, we talked about it. What, uh, what does like, uh, how do you train for this? Like, what does your training look like? What does your diet look like? Like, how do you get on this path? Right. Cause obviously you, it isn't just, I decide I want to do it. There's training, there's diet, there's what, what does all that look like? So right now I'm doing, um, well, the man, the myth, the legend, I'm following Brian Shaw's, uh, template. 
right now. That's his man crush, by the way. That is my man crush. I actually have a postcard of him that, by my desk at work. Anyway, yeah, that's that another is story. Mike Vick. Oh, well, <laughs> I understand then. Carry on. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, uh, where to go? I have it on my phone. <laughs> so I follow this program. It's blocked out. So I work out four days a week. Mm-hmm. And the struggle with this is there's really no strongman gyms in Georgia. No. So, where'd go? No, I know that just from talking to you, what, two years, three years ago about it? That's like your biggest complaint. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, there's, you, no, there's, yeah. there's no gyms here. And the ones that you find are 45 minutes away from where I'm at. And I'm like, God, man. You just got to make your own, man. Yeah, uh, that's that's the goal. I'm starting to yeah. save up some money. Just a few buy. thousand at a time. Yeah. <laughs> I got to buy some equipment and whatnot. I already got the approval from the wife to make the garage and gym. So um, hey, that's the I'm going to work part. on that. <laughs> but uh, no, I work out my block schedule. So it's Monday through Thursday. But on the fourth day, it's supposed to be, I'm supposed to train events and stuff. So for instance, I'm in, I just started over in week one, block two. So it'd be the axle press from the rack, super yoke, Atlas stones. Um, we got some medicine ball slams, kettlebell swings, and sled push. So that's going to be my event training. And then it just changes from there. So the rep ranges stay from three to five reps, heavy, as heavy as you can stand it. And you just work up from there. And a lot of accessory work. So when I first started, I say first started, hadn't been that long. I didn't know really what, I knew what accessory work was, but I didn't know, like, do I really need to do it? Mm-hmm. Oh, it makes a difference. So I was just training my compound lifts, my bench, deadlift, and squat. Oh, no, no. There's a, there's a lot that goes into it with, like, accessory work. And it's actually jumped my numbers Tremendously falling falling a schedule and doing all that. Really? And recovery. That's so cool. yeah. But that's in a nutshell. But hmm. the diet, my diet right now, I think I'm at about thirty five hundred calories a day, give or take. And how much and it's at just, one point, John? Couldn't could you relate to that? Yeah, so I'm actually just started again today. That's what we were talking about before the show. So I'm on the path, not strongman, but I'm on the path to bench 405 by the end of this year. Uh, right now, my max is 295. I'm on the path to bench 315 by the end of February, 365 by sometime in July, and 405 by the end of the year. Uh, and my diet consists of 3,600 calories a day. It is, <laughs> it, it's, it, I, I'm not going to lie to you, it's miserable, and I like to eat. It's, Man, miserable. it's hard to eat that much and eat clean, dude. That, and I think that's the hard part. Yeah, you can drink five milkshakes and be there. <laughs> I've already drank two. I said you could go to McDonald's and eat thirty five hundred calories and not even think about it. Yeah, but you, when you're sitting yeah. here like meal prepping and eating your chickens, your rice, your potatoes, all this stuff that's good for you, you're like, oh my gosh, like yeah, it's it's the foods. Mm-hmm. But you need to go put your so, deers down. Just gotta get some of that venison. <laughs> so my thing is, I'm about to up that. So it's only 3,500 calories now because I'm trying to get my stomach, like you're trying to grow, used to it, my body used to it. Yeah. So right now I weigh about 255, 
So by my next comp- my next competition's in April, and I want to be at least two two seventy two eighty. You're trying to get to that ten thousand calories a day, aren't you? Yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, That's but I want to do. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be a big boy. I tell you what, but I can do it. Dude, so you want to feel grossed out? Go watch one video of of like Brian Shaw or Eddie Hall eating their daily routine. It's yeah. it's crazy. Just the amounts yeah. of food that they are eating. Fifteen thousand calories a day. That's disgusting. Fifteen thousand a day. Ooh. So okay. Ugh. Let's stop talking about food because I still have to go on there and scarf a lot of chicken breast and rice and potatoes down here in a minute to meet my protein and carb goal for the end of the day. Um what does <laughs> what does an event look like, man? So you said you went to one event so far. What what does it look like? Um it's all over the place. <laughs> So do you get like a card and they're like, hey, come over here? Are y'all all competing no, at different you, times? Is it a certain event each each it just depends on how it's set up. So this it was uh different events, different times. So and there's different weight classes. So um there's different divisions, different weight classes, all that fun stuff. So it just depends on how they got it organized. Mm-hmm. So whatever class goes and you just kind of sit and wait, you know, and that's kind of your time to prepare yourself, still get ready, warm up some, you know, warm up. You got to warm up mentally, prepare yourself for what's going on. And then pretty much just pay attention because of this one, they just yelled your name and you, you were either there or you weren't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like if, cause I almost missed one of my events cause I was sitting there talking to a guy about what was going on and someone is yelling, they're calling my name and I'm just sitting there talking to this guy. And one of the guys that I met there was like, hey, Chris. And I'm like, what? And I go, you're up right now. I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> so I had to run over there and jump to the event with, you know, three seconds to prepare. So, <laughs> but no, it's, it's, uh, it's event four, I, I would say. Um, that one I've heard horror stories of certain events get kind of unorganized and all that fun stuff. But this one was very organized and uh, squared away. But you go event by event, you go do an event, you have a little bit of a break, you go do another event, a little bit of a break, you go do another event. So, and your break time is again waiting for your weight class to go. So, and it just depends on what order they look at or what order they have it going. Hmm. But it's an all day thing and when i say bring food and water and electrolytes <laughs> you need to a ton of it a cooler full for yourself <laughs> wild so and as crazy as it sounds everybody knows this well a lot of strongman community know this take bags of gummy bears Bags of gummy bears in between events because it's the sugars. Get your sugar back up after doing an event. Game changer. So you're saying Johnny's eat some gummy bears before he bench presses? Yes. I do it at the gym. You'll see me. I throw a handful of gummy bears. <laughs> that might be what you need, John. It's going to help you get that 3,600 calories. Too. <laughs> 405. 405 with them gummy bears. <laughs> 
that man done disappeared on us, Chris. He did, didn't he? He did, yeah. So, how have you been? You said there's no strongman gyms in Georgia, so how are you making it work with you being at Rise, and how's how's that going? It's going, it's going good. Um, I just improvise. Mm-hmm. I do what I can. So... They got, of course, they got the safety bar, the safety bar squats, their right. bed, all that normal stuff. So, um, I just look at my event. So the one in April, I just, I'm, it's four months out. Mm-hmm. So I had to kind of look and see what I can do. Mm-hmm. And of course, this one is I got a car deadlift and all that fun stuff. So it's, you I got to figure no out. Yeah, I got, yeah. I got to figure out what I can use to implement that, which right. It's going to be pretty tough, but because I'm sure lifting the car is a lot different feeling than lifting a bar. Yeah, it is. Um, I say that as I've done it before, but um, just looking at it, and you're not really coming straight from the ground. There, it's mm-hmm. going to be up off the ground a little bit, but still that that pull, and you're still pulling. I mean, depending on the car, the front of the car, 800 pounds, you know. So, but. There's a couple gyms around here that I'm trying to, I might buy another membership to mm-hmm. just to work out on Saturdays and do my event training. I right. just don't know which one I want to go to. Um, but as of now, I mean, Rise has everything I need. I wish they had more. You know, I wish they had more Atlas Stones and stuff like that. And just go tell them and complain. I'm sure they'll get you some. You just, that's <laughs> hey, you look, you just gotta become enough of a headache. And they'll have to get I've rid of you and get re- the stones. I've already reached out to them about getting some more stuff, and they left me on red. So hey, that's okay. Just keep now mail them something. Just put it in the mailbox. Get so, but I'm trying. It. I'm making it work. You know, I'm making it work. So all my numbers are going up. I'm getting stronger every day. So hey, man, that, that's as long as I'm getting right. stronger, yeah, so, as long as I'm getting stronger, I can go out there and, and do what I need to do. So, so when you say there's there's weight classes, where do you fall in all of that? So. There's divisions and weight classes. So there's okay. weight classes within the divisions. So mm-hmm. right now I'm in novice, which is guys learning the sport. Right. And then once you win, like if you come in first, second, or you podium in novice, it just depends on the event or your next event. You can't be a novice anymore. Okay. So after novice, it moves to open. So there's just novice and open. But the weight classes go as open, lightweight, middleweight, heavyweight, and super heavyweight. Jesus. So, yeah. So the super heavyweight guys are like 400, 450 pounds. The big guys. And which one are you in? I'm in the heavyweight because it's 275 and below. So I'll be in the heavyweight. You said you were like the lightweight. No, no, no. You better keep. Uh, you better. You better make sure your next event you're two seventy five below, so you get the best advantage. Yeah, be two seventy four. Yeah, so, <laughs> and they do do weigh ins. So, um, but yeah, I'm gonna keep myself in. I think after this one, I have full confidence that I'm really gonna podium this next one, just the way my training and my diet and everything's going, and mm-hmm. my strength going in that direction. So, hopefully, yeah. I win this one. And then I'll move. I'll move over into division. I'll go back. I'll go into the uh, open division. That'd be good. So, so how which, how how light's the lightweight, Chris? How let me read some numbers off for you. Yeah, let's see how small you these wanna, dudes are out here to being strong, man. I say small. They're not small, but light. I should say. 
So I'm going to read. I'm going to go to. I just wonder, like, act- if Josh Toten, who has been on here before, would be able to be a strong man. I'm sure you've seen mm-hmm. him at your gym. Which I think I. It sounds familiar. He always wears Tennessee gear, hat backwards. Ew. G- ginger, ginger beard. Um. Uh, <laughs> I don't think so. Can, yeah, you, you really can't. He doesn't. Care. I think I'm one of the weird ones. I, I get. To, I, I get to the gym at three o'clock in the morning. Oh yeah, so there's not, really no one there. there. He's not there. <laughs> Josh, I, when you're listening to this, don't even send me a text message. I'm there. Bull crap. No, you're not. You're about <laughs> no, seven, he's not. You, you're there about seven o'clock in so, the morning. No, nah, uh-uh, in the afternoon. Oh, okay, I'm about to say that's still better than me. I'm not. Mm-mm. No, uh-uh, no, he's back at seven p.m. So the uh, so novice lightweight is two twenty and below. Oh so, I mean, not- I'm a lightweight. Yes, dude, for that's once in wa- my life. That's crazy though. When you think about that, like that's still heavy. That's still a big boy. Easy, so, easy. I have feelings, John. Hey, look, man. You're not. You're not. I didn't say sixty. I didn't say fat. There's a difference. I'm actually two twenty one. So oh, I'm in the heavy you better. You look, know, I would shed those two pounds. <laughs> that way, you get your best advantage. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the goal. Eventually, is to get that weight down. Hey, look, it's okay to have a power belly. That's what we call them. It's just yeah. a power belly. It's not when you're in the Marine Corps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chris knows about that one too. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Uh, so let me just read off. Like, let me. I just want to. So this next event, I'll show you what I got going for me here. So they haven't announced the uh, the weights for the vehicle pool or the car deadlift, but so I got to do a max tire floor press. So it's a Hummer tire, mm-hmm. and it starts out at 190 pounds for me. Mm. So you got to lay under the bar on the ground, feet completely flat, and each rep that jumps 20 pounds. So, I mean, depending on how many reps you can do, you're going to get up to. 300 something pounds yeah, from the fast. floor. So I got a yoke carry. You guys seen those, those big yokes? Yep, yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. So mine starts out at, mine starts out at 550 pounds <laughs> and I got to carry it 50 yard, 50 foot as fast as I can. So, I mean, it's not bad. Yeah, 550 pounds, but and then we got a Captain American hold. So this one is what I'm very interested about. So it's like a, a Hercules hold. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're holding two two things up. So every 10 seconds, it's a 45 pound increase. Doesn't tell you where it starts. It's just 45 pound increase every 10 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> Listen, man, I was in boot camp and I remember holding a towel out, and that towel got very heavy very fast. So I can only yeah. imagine. So. That's just a little glimpse of it. And then, of course, I got the car deadlift and then a, a another truck pool. Okay. So. And you said this is all in April, correct? Yeah. So it's going to be April 27th mm-hmm. in Alabaster, Alabama. Okay. Okay. So that's going to be, that's not too long, man. Now, that'll be here before you dig them know it. So what you'll have to do yeah. then is, we'll have to get you shortly after that and for sure get you back on here. And hopefully you'll after tell us, well, gentlemen. Yeah. Hopefully you hit us with that whole, well, I'm not, I can't be a novice anymore. You know, and hopefully you tell us you podium. Yeah. And hopefully you didn't just podium. Hopefully you're on top looking down on everybody. Oh, that's the plan, buddy. That's, that's the plan. Yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah, man. 
I, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. I'm ready to go. Like I'm excited. I'm getting myself there, and I actually feel like I'm going to take this one. So good. Well, Chris, as we try well, to wrap up the the show here, go ahead and shout out your socials or anything else you want to, brother. Yeah, you guys can follow me. I post I post daily, really yeah, he, early he in the really, morning. He at, really uh, does. <laughs> yeah, I wake up every morning with one. Boom! Gold games right in your face. Three o'clock in the morning. It, it don't TikTok, <laughs> Instagram. It don't yeah. matter. Yeah, you can hit me up on uh, Instagram is underscore CJFit92 underscore. And then TikTok is going to be Cold Gaines. You're going to have to spell That's that. That's where one. you can find me. Yeah. Cold Gaines is C O L G A I N Z Z Z Z. Why does it have four Z's, man? <laughs> because I just, I just hit Z four times and I was like, I'm rolling with it. Because he's so good, you so, don't have to go home and just go to sleep because you can't keep up. Right. Right. All right, look. <laughs> I quit re- I quit recess because I don't play. So <laughs> Oh my god. Oh, all right, all right, John, take us well, uh, John, take us to the end. Outs, take us to the end. Ray, yeah. you got uh you got any uh fact of the week? You got us a fact of the show? Yeah, Chris, you got a fact of the show? Go ahead. I know you got a Brian Shaw one. I know you can pull one, just a Brian Shaw fact out of thin air. <laughs> Since we're pulling uh, facts about our heroes out of thin air, there you go, Michael Vick, Vick. Michael Vick is a left-handed quarterback. That's right, but he's not a left-handed person. He's a right-handed person. He does almost Isn't everything in his life right-handed. I can I can relate to that. Except I, I, I only write left-handed. I do everything else right-handed. Really? Yeah. That's weird. It is weird. No, it for sure is weird. All right, I'll hit you with a fact. I don't know if this was a joke or not, but Tom Brady recently posted that he was once again going to come out of retirement, but when his friends threw him the surprise retirement party, he figured he can't let that go to waste. Oh, my God. I'm just saying, even at his age in the competition, he would probably still be a very top-tier quarterback. Oh, yeah, he would definitely be able to. The Falcons need you. Come come yeah, back, hey, Tom. Hey, hey, I'll take a 40-year-old Tom Brady who sat on the couch for a year. I guarantee guarantee you he's still in better shape than the majority of these guys in the league. Oh, yeah. Probably still eating that avocado ice cream for fun. Oh, that's gross. Well, well I don't know if Chris has got any uh, facts, man. You got a fact right oh, here, buddy. <laughs> oh, excuse me. I'm just messing with you. No, did y'all know that Brian Shaw actually played College basketball before he got into strongman, and he's six eight. He's massively yeah. tall. So. Not for basketball. Yeah. Man, two forty. He weighed two forty playing college basketball. That's small though. For like, that's a small weight at six eight. I can't picture <laughs> well. that. I can't picture that chipmunk face of his not all swollen up and big as hell. <laughs> you think he's gonna lose weight now that he doesn't compete anymore? Um, he's actually doing MMA. So yeah, he's no, losing a little scary. bit. God. He's on to another he's got a side quest. He's Eddie Hall. <laughs> That's his best friend, by the way. For those yep. who don't know. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. That's something new every day. Hey, look. Boom, well, two facts uh, right there. There it is. Ray, you got any shout outs? I mean, we only haven't done this for a minute, so I'm just going to lump them all together. So Go shout ahead. out to everybody for the for the Merry Christmas. Belated Merry Christmas to you, John. Belated Merry Christmas to you, Chris. And belated Happy New Year to the both of you. Hope it is great and wonderful. And Happy New Year and, and Merry Christmas and holidays, whatever you celebrate to anybody in, 
everybody listening anywhere and everywhere in the world. We are grateful and we are thankful for all of you as you continue this journey with us. That's what I got, John. All right. So uh, my shout out is uh, real quick. Uh, my wife and me just celebrated our uh, six year anniversary uh, on the 31st of Happy last month. New Year's Eve. Thank you. Thank you. Get, get so, a clap uh, over here in the background. Yep. There's that shout out. Um, then obviously, like you said, Merry Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate, man. I hope your holiday time period was great for you and your family. Yes. Um, and then really the only shout outs I want to give, man, is, uh, we, as I said, we were transitioning. We've transitioned. Now we're posting news articles on our webpage and we have a full clothing line that is actively on there. Um, we also have uh, Chris on here. He's got his Cole Gaines edition stuff on there. So please check them out. Uh, They're going to be mentally we, vicious. Yep, yep. Check them out, man. We got some pretty cool designs. Um, and, you know, we got shirts, hoodies, you know, you name it, tumblers, uh, magnet stickers. So, again, the Late to Work Sports stuff is up there as well. So if you want to get your uh, favorite Late to Work Sports gear, you can as well. Check them out, man. We're, we're giving out promo codes every, with every purchase. You get a promo code for your next purchase. And uh, just so all y'all understand, our profits are going towards building uh, our, our brand better, getting mm-hmm. you better quality stuff mm-hmm. uh, at a cheaper cost. And in the long uh, run, which you will see if you order stuff, there's a little note in there that explains it. But in the long run, our stuff's moving towards us eventually opening up uh, a charity and we want to give back to do donations. So we got some new stuff in the works that we're coming out hopefully in the next month or so. Uh, and then certain percentages of the profits are going to be donations to, uh, to different charities. So please check us out. That is late-to-work-sports.com. So check us out. It will be, uh, the website's in the description. And uh, that's pretty much it, man. Follow us on our social medias as well because we're constantly dropping stuff when we when we put new things out there. Flash sales, promo codes, you name it, it's going to be on there. So please follow us. We're on Instagram uh, and we're on Facebook. Don't really use Twitter too much. Don't really use TikTok as of now, but we'll see where the future holds. So That's where Chris comes in. Y'all go follow Cole yeah. Gaines on TikTok. Go follow Cole Gaines. But, hey, so that's pretty much it. I got nothing else. Gentlemen, uh, Chris. Thank you again for coming on the show. Yep. Hey, it shout was, out to Chris's uh, wife for letting him turn the garage into a uh, a gym. That's, yep, that's, big yep. that's, that's, that's how you, that's how the future is made right there. That's it. It is. It. So, but uh, yeah, I got nothing else. Again, Chris, uh, thank you for coming on. Yeah. Thank, then, yeah, guys, thank you for, for having me. I, I greatly appreciate it. it don't, forget, don't forget, Seth. Yeah, yeah, man, Chris. I always appreciate you, brother. Hope you come back on. But John, I got to get on to oh, you. I don't, I don't seem like I'm just 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 brushing you off. Don't forget about Savage Barbell. And, and bucked Ooh. up, okay. Oh, oh excuse hey, me. Hey, hey, check me. checks and balances, baby. Checks and balances here. Savage Barbell and bucked up. We're still brand ambassadors. You're still getting your discount codes in the uh, in the video or the podcast description as well. So check them out. Get your uh, get your hookups. Now let me be more genuine there, to Chris. Hey, buddy, thank you for coming on. I am glad you came on. It is good <laughs> to hear from you. And maybe one day I can make my way back out over there to Villa Rica and make that 40-minute drive and 3 in the morning to work out with you. Ew. Let's do it. You say ew, but, John, I work the night shift. I'm up till 5 usually anyway. That's like me Let's going to work it. at like 8 o'clock at night. 
Very true. Great things happen at the gym at three o'clock in the morning. Negative. Uh, what he means is he breaks stuff and hides it. <laughs> well, gentlemen, again, like I said, uh, appreciate you coming on the show, but uh, it is that time. Chris, thank you. Ray Ray, I know you got nothing. I got nothing. We've put it all out there. So, hey, be on the lookout for our next show. And uh, pretty much it, Ray Ray. Yeah, that's it. That's all. We'll all be right. better about getting back on here next time sooner. Holidays. Yeah, yeah. That's a good excuse, Ray, right? Ray Ray was late today, just so everybody knows. So, I'll sub- Hey, I'm on brand. I am on brand. Very well. Very well. Hey, so with that, he's Chris. He's Ray Ray. I'm Jonathan. And we're late to work sports. And we out. See ya. See ya.